The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. We're going to be throwing it back later. Old school when 50 hits. When 50 hits in life, when 50 hits on the clock, you go a little old school on a throwback Thursday. Got a special discussion all planned out. I'm oh, hyped up about can't that. Can't wait. Plus, Kevin Durant on the Suns. Could you could you ever get used to that? I mean, there's some players you never get used to on their new team. It just it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. We're going to get to that in a bunch more. We got DJ Ramos back on Ramos. the ones Hola. Hola, Ramos. Good to see you again. Danny G, super producing on the phones. Yeah, yeah. At 877-99 on Fox. Dan Beyer with the updates. Spotty boy on the video. There he is, Spotty boy. Spotty boy. Hey, Spotty boy. When did that become my name? I don't don't know. know. Who knows? Spot Center on social media at Cavino and Rich for the videos. And thank you guys for hanging out again. Hope you had a great Wednesday. Hope you watched Mandalorian. I'm gonna, about, I'm gonna let a few build up. Oh, I'm gonna. Spoil I, know, it. I know some people don't like that approach. I like to. I like a little build up. You know, when you watch one, because I feel like, especially for a new season, I want two in the bank. So when one ends, I'm like, oh man, oh I got another one. Hey, I got another one on hey, deck. Hey Grogu, let's go say hi to Apollo Creed. <laughs> What's his name? Um, Muff Apollo. Moff Apollo. Yeah, Moff Apollo. Yeah, Mace his name. Creed. What's his name? Either way, Apollo Creed was in it last night. Pedro Pascal bringing it. So captivating. So great. Grogu. Mandalorian's back. I'm super hyped about that. Well, so, now, that now that you watch Mando. Mando. Yeah. Uh, season three, episode one. Do you agree with the meme that Mandalorian and The Last of Us are the same show, which is Pedro Pascal took his mask off and replaced Grogu with a girl? Pretty much same show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to get someone to the destination. Exactly. Same exact thing. But Pedro Pascal, man, what a what a year. What a guy. Everything he's doing is fire right now. This guy has two mammoth shows at the same time. This guy has The Last of Us on HBO Max. People are saying it's the best show on TV right now. He's got The Mandalorian Season 3, which, by the way, fun fact, Ramos 
Star Wars super fan probably knows this. That's why Ramos wasn't oh. here yesterday. You, didn't you say he was? Camino uh, <laughs> speculated maybe Ramos wanted to be on his couch for the on, episode guys. one. He was cosplaying all day. But <laughs> he was in season three of The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. At, a, he was I, at a Star Wars party. No, I got fucking in the background there. So. I got footage. He's like, Suzanne, come take a look at this. So anyway, the fun fact is, Mandalorian stars Pedro Pascal, but he's only there a fraction of the time as far as an actor and in the scenes because most of the time you just see the Mandalorian costume it's his body I don't, don't want to know that it's like when you see an animated movie and yeah. you realize that oh wow John C. Riley and uh, Sarah Silverman you guys were great together in Wreck-It Ralph we never met. It's like, what do we do? Well, yeah, I guess well, so. He's yeah. in it, but a lot of times he has two body doubles. It's the two body doubles, and then he does the voiceovers and the acting for the character. And again, so captivating. It doesn't take anything away. It's just a little behind-the-scenes shinfo that you might not have known or maybe you wondered about because I looked it up last night because I'm thinking to myself, man, uh-huh. this guy is slaying it. Danny G, you're a resident NBA guru. Who's that guy in the NBA right now, though? Who's that like, guy who's uh, like, that's his moment? Well, this it is- was McClung for one yeah, week. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, McClung <laughs> will never get that love again. It was, was McClung for yeah. that weekend, for Yo, sure. Even if he competes again and does another slam dunk contest or finds his way you know, in and out of the G League and practice squads and on the, on the court, it doesn't matter. He'll never get the buzz oh, that no. he got in the moment when it's like, yo, who? And by the way, you you're, know you're, how you're surreal straight, that must you had, be? You had like rando friends hitting you up that don't even care about the NBA. It's like, yo, see this little guy that won the slam dunk contest? This guy got ups. Yeah. And you know what? It must be so wild because for that 48 hours or for that week, that month, whatever, every time you turn the TV on, every time you scroll on social media, you're seeing yourself, right? Yeah. That's amazing. And... It's amazing that Mac McClung even had that moment because it's usually reserved for guys like LeBron, right? But he had that moment. And that's what Pedro Pascal's living right now. I'm going to give you three comedians also living that moment of the zone, the hotness. It's a, it's, a great, it's a great question, by the way. Currently. And uh, Danny G's on your phones and feedback at 877-99 on Fox. Who's got the, quote, hotness right now? Who's got the hotness? Well, in sports, it is. Like, who's in the zone? They talk about it where it's just like something you can't explain, where, where situations are just perfect, where you can't miss a shot. Everything's bottom of the net. You're just in that zone. It's, it's, there's no blueprint for it. You just get into it. Like Linsanity, like we said. You're just hyped on a different level, and you just have to embrace it and run with it. Three comedians come to mind right now. Rich, you'll agree. Theo Vaughn, he's inescapable on social media right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like my algorithm must think I'm a Theo Vaughn super fan. And he's been around for a minute, but he's hot. He's hot right now. And then two young guys. For the Vatos Locos, if your algorithm's anything like mine, Ralph Barbosa, he recently had some beef with George Lopez, but this kid is blowing up. He's everywhere. So Ralph Barbosa and the other guy that you keep talking about, kind Matt. Barbacoa? No, not Ralph Bar- Barbosa. Barbosa. He's hot right now. There, there's a, and there's a young white dude comedian, Matt Reif. If you look him up, you'll be like, I know his face. I Just, know his face. You but can't yeah, avoid there's certain these guys that, on social man. media. So they got the juice. They're in the zone. And they're as hot as Pedro Pascal. Who's hotter than him? Who's uh, hotter? Would Dane Lillard... Be considered like that. He's that already, yeah, I was he, say, he has the body of work. You're right. That's okay, the thing, he has yeah. the body of work. So you're talking about just people that come out of nowhere. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? More, yeah, okay. more people that come out of nowhere and have their moment. They can sustain the moment, but like, I'll give you one. Giancarlo Esposito. 
you're thinking, who's that guy? Moff that's, Gideon, that's Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. He got that role, and everyone's like, yo, this guy's a badass. He ended up doing Star Wars stuff. He, he ended up the it guy, right? He, was, uh, he makes everything better. He's in a lot of stuff right now. I feel like he's in, he's in a multitude of stuff we all watch. Uh, you know, Spot, look up Giancarlo Esposito real quick, his IMDB. He's one of those guys that ever since Breaking Bad, and everyone's like, yo, that guy's good. Who in sports had those moments? Again, usually reserved for the superstars, but they had those moments where they were just unstoppable. Look, I'm a Yankees fan, so I got my Yankees examples. And I'll give you a few, and you're like, yo, I remember that. Kevin Moss back in the day. Remember he came out like 20? He broke the record for 21 home runs faster than anybody. That guy guy was the star, the G for a minute. Shane Spencer is one of those dudes. You know, just came out hitting bombs. And people are like, oh, wow. You know, and then they fade, but they had that moment. They had that moment. You know who I hope we can add to this list? Did you see Troy Brown Jr. of the Lakers knocking down all those shots last night? If he could do that consistently down the stretch here, that would be amazing. We got a few weeks until LeBron is evaluated, so the Lakers got to stay afloat. And I know a lot of people are saying you got to count on those guys. It's time to step it up. Time to step it up. Spot, Giancarlo Esposito. What else? Since Breaking Bad. Well, he was in that Kaleidoscope show most recently. Yes. Uh, He was on The Boys. The boys. Uh, Great was, show. Yeah, that was pretty big. Um, I mean, he played the same character on Better Call Saul. He was in Revolution, I believe. He, uh, Godfather of Harlem, which was a pretty big show. Moff yeah. Gideon, like Mandalorian, of course. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you see someone and you're like, wow, they're hot in this moment. A few years ago, that was Amy Schumer. Still a big deal, but a couple years ago, you couldn't look anyway without someone talking about Amy Schumer. So who else comes to mind in the world of sports? Who had their moment? What do you think about embracing that hot moment? Like, I got I got Like, what does your guy Brock Purdy do now? Well, we he, saw him at Radio Row. We saw him clearly, living it up and embracing it. But, you know, how does he capitalize on it? Because I, these these moments, it'd be great if they lasted, but they don't always last. I don't know. A guy like him doesn't seem like he wants it. He wants a success, obviously, but I don't think Brock Purdy wants a spotlight. You saw him. He's like a shy dude. But you're never going to get that media attention again. I, I have two that come to mind and pardon my references. Some of them will be New York related because that's where I grew up. Well, why give away everyone else's answers? That's why the phones are open. 877 on Fox. I want to hear your examples. For me, as a Mets fan, there was a minute where Matt Harvey oh, he was, the guy. was the dark night. He, he was, was the guy. Da- he Friday was, nights were reserved yo, for him. He was dating Adriana Lima. That's crazy. Danny G. He was dating models. He was sitting courtside at a Knicks game and, then, the pi- way, and then pitching a shutout the next were, day. If you like, remember, a lot of his downfall came after his breakup yeah. to Adriana Lima because he was crying about it like a little sports baby. They were <laughs> handing out the masks, remember? Yeah, and, uh, people wearing the Batman the ba- masks. The Batman, the Dark Knight. Matt Harvey. He was at the All-Star game. When the All-Star game was at City Field, he got on the mound and the whole crowd was going nuts. They put in Strasburg on the Nationals. And the whole crowd was cheering, Harvey's better. There was a moment where there was Harvey a was huge. There was a moment where Matt Harvey, before he got injured, before he got wrapped up in some, you know, some legal stuff. By the way, didn't Dwight Gooden also vouch for him saying that he hadn't seen a, a guy with stuff like that since stuff yeah. like that since him? And another one more New York example in the football world. I know he was a legit guy for years. But don't you feel, Danny G, be, this, like, you're a good gauge because you're not a New York guy. Don't you feel like there was maybe like a part of a season or maybe one to two seasons where Revis Island 
Oh yeah, like for yo, the Jets, Re- yeah. yo, Revis had like a hype for a minute. Like yo, well, a, good, a good nickname always helps too. Yeah, but the whole like Revis Island, yeah. and then I, listen, I great can't player. believe how much money that dude made. He made a ton of money, and I think a well, lot that, of it was that's based how you capitalize on, on the hotness. Yeah, the hotness. Like he, he, you know, it was people were saying, you know, no one's but it, better. But it, you know what, Danny G, it really is about striking when the iron's hot. It's not a coincidence that. Giancarlo Esposito got all those roles afterward. It's no coincidence that Pedro Pascal is now just going to be in, you know, more major projects to come. Jennifer Coolidge probably going to be in a few more other uh, blockbuster roles. You're going to get, few- you're going to get sick of me. Yeah, because they're hot right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Hey, Ramos. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the number. Where Cavino and wow. Rich? Where do you want to go? Wow, Danny G's handsome. Uh, Eli in Fresno. Eli, you're on Cavino and Rich. What's up, bud? Uh, my my. I was, hey, how you guys doing? I'm We're sorry. good, man. What's up? Uh, I was gonna say Josh Hart. Everybody's super high on Josh Hart right now. The Knicks traded a first round yep. pick for him, and then he's and then they're what seven and zero since the trade, and everybody's saying, oh, it's Josh Hart. It's the trade. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. A little quick run after a trade. You're right. That's a good example. Yeah. Hashtag former Laker. Uh, Michael in Virginia. Michael, you're on with Kavine on Rich. Who who do you think hey. of when we say hot in the moment? Like they're hot right now. Uh, well, not really back in the moment now, but I remember, you know, I'm 47 years old. You know, I got two things. Uh, one, Vanilla Ice, singer. He had that hot moment. Well, uh, that was yes. it. One song. He, and was, that he was, was huge. And, You're not lying. He was yeah. huge, man. He, he it's he like, was, you like that song. Your your mom liked that I, song. And, and, liked and he, that song. Yeah. yo, Michael, he stretched that out so far that he had like a song on the Ninja Turtle soundtrack. Like, he Vanilla did. Ice took Ice Ice Baby and stretched the crap out of that for like a couple years of success. Yeah, yeah, and then also, but a running back that I remember, uh, Cincinnati Bengals back in the day, his name was Icky Woods. He of had a, like a one-year moment, and that was it. Yo, yeah, but Icky. he also had some good dance moves. By the way, yeah, he, yeah. Showed up, he showed up in a Geico commercial uh, not too long ago. No, he's right? right, though. Icky Woods' dance and his personality clearly bigger than his stats in production. That makes me think of another NFL running back, Peyton Hillis. Oh, dude, Peyton Hillis, who luckily, luckily survived. He, yes. he was in a very similar scenario to... Uh, Demar Hamlin, his heart stopped, and he had, like he was saving someone. So um, Peyton Hillis is going to be all right. But Peyton Hillis was a guy that was on the cover of Madden, like you said. This guy, everyone, and then no, nope, just went away. Great example, uh, South Dakota Brady. You're on the show. What's up? I've got two for you. Um, the first I was thinking about was Todd Gurley. Um, yeah. He had a really a few good years with the Rams, and then injury man. He wanted a big contract. Yeah, but also injury. Um, he had leg issues. No, you're right. But Todd, he's right. Yeah. Though. He, but yeah. he was on fire. You're Brady, right. Brady's right. Everyone. Todd Gurley was catching passes out of the backfield, running you know up the middle. This guy was. You know how I remember it too, because we interviewed him a few times. I just remember there's so much hype around him. He, he had an aura of of hypeness, well, of if hotness. You, if you're saying aura and people around him. He did. Tebow mania. Yeah, for sure. He was he was on fire at one Tebow. point. He's just yeah one of the biggest college names ever. Um, you know, I got two random ones I- I'm going to say because I don't think anyone else is going to say. And we're going to leave it open for you guys, too, at 877 on Fox. You might disagree, but this is how I viewed it when it comes to they had the hotness because they were in a zone here and there. Two Cuban players, believe it or not. Yasiel Puig. Oh, great example. Yo, and oh, great example. Ioana Cespedes. No, Cespedes yeah. was good for a longer time. You think, I think you give him more clout? All right, then Puig, yeah, for sure. Puig like, is a he great had those example. moments. He had so many moments yeah. where, man, this guy's hot. And then he would suck. MV he, Puig. MV Puig. Puig is the best example. The dude licked the bat. He had a gimmick. All right. Well, hey, back to the subject at hand. Well, Luke Combs. We all collectively saw him Super Bowl week in Arizona. 
I'm not a country guy, and I got to tell you, I enjoyed it thoroughly. That dude brought it. Yeah. And Danny G explained Luke Combs perfectly to me. He goes, yeah, remember how Biggie Smalls was a ladies' man? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, women love this guy. Is that true? That's true, right? He's got the swagoo. Yep. This guy's like a ladies' man. You Luke saw Combs. the women there in the, in the I was going to call it a mosh pit, up in, <laughs> up, in, up in the front. And they were going nuts as he was swagging across the stage. Guy was great. And, you know, since then I, I recognize the songs when I hear them and put on a hell of a live show. Today's his birthday. Put on a great show. He's, what, 33, you said? Yeah. Yep. 33 and, and years we're, old. And if we're shouting at rock stars, uh, you're an East Coast Jersey guy, Kavino, so uh, you should probably say John Bon Jovi turned 61 today. So It's also my Uncle Bill and my friend Barnando's birthday, yeah, so yeah. happy birthday. Um, let's go to your phone calls on a throwback Thursday your first concert, your, your a great old school show you went to go see, and I have a story that I told you. It's going to be hard to top the cheesiness of my first concert. Oh, I might, I might be up to par with. That. I, I, I mean, know. Ramos, if you could be quick on the punch when I let you know who this is, because you'll remember the song. So, are you talking about DJ Jesse Ramos? He's, he's always best. quick to the punch. So, I'm in eighth grade, and I had a crush on this girl, Kathy. Oh, Kathy. She was like a cute Italian girl. Oh. And I remember she, uh, you know, I was in eighth grade. I was, you know, I hadn't, even, I hadn't gone through puberty yet, but let's just say Kathy was an early bloomer. So I was all like, oh my God, I was, I was loving this girl. I was passing her, I was passing her notes in class, folded up like little footballs. Do you like me? Yes or no? I'm, you know, in between classes trying to be like, hey, where you, can you I walk? Do the fold the origami like that? Like those little games? Well, I wasn't doing orig- I wasn't doing origami, bro. But I was I was passing notes uh, like little triangles. Wow, trying to kick it. Look I was, at you. I had I had like minimal eighth Skills. grade games. This guy was kicking it like Timebo. It's like when you ha- you remember hanging out with your friends when you were in like middle school, junior high, and you'd be like, call the girl and ask her if she likes me, but you'd be listening on the other line. Yeah, like call Kathy and see if she likes me. Oh, hey, like uh, Billy and Ernie? Yeah, like Billy Madison. <laughs> like, hey, Kathy, do you like Rich? And I'm on the other line. Like, what is she gonna say? <gasps> Was well, it the very first cordless phone? Very first cord. No, yeah. I carry. I, I pulled my mom's phone cord down the whole hall because it was one of those like 50-foot cords. Well, anyway, she said, yes, I'll go to a concert with you. That's and pretty it, bold, by the way. And it was Westbury Music Fair wow. on Long Island. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. And, and the concert was my first concert, crisscross. Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Crisscross will make you jump. Remember the, remember the dudes that wore their clothes backwards? Of course, man. Crisscross with a K. Rest uh, in peace. By the way, yeah. those kids died Chris not Cross. too long ago. That's your first concert, huh? My first concert. Kathy didn't kiss me, by the way, for the record. Uh, I, I, I did not. She ended up going out with an upperclassman. What are you going to do? So you weren't the Mac Daddy? <laughs> no. no I was, he was the Miggity Miggity Mac? He had facial hair. you were not? He had facial hair. He was the Whack Daddy. You were the Whack Daddy. I, he was the Mac Daddy. I was the Whack Daddy. He was. Wow. A, he played football and had facial hair, and I was in eighth grade with like not a pube oh. anywhere. Hey, remember how we started this show <laughs> with, with moments of greatness, right? Yeah. These guys definitely had a moment of greatness, and they had the follow-up. Who remembers the follow-up? You, you do, because no one else does. I, of course I do. Warm it up, Chris. I'm about oh, to. That, that was yeah, better. Chris. That yeah. was better than you know jump. What? That's what they were born to do. Yeah. You're right. And then they got Gangster. A few they years did. later, they released like a Gangster yep. single. Yep. You remember that? Of course. Yeah, I do. I was a fan. They were young kids. I, I rooted for them. And by yeah. the way, Mac Daddy is the one who passed away. Ah, oh, rest in peace. And you know what, Danny G, for the record, I wore my flannel shirt backwards to the concert. <laughs> 
because they wore their no, clothes. You ba- no, they you didn't. They wore their clothes backwards. No, you didn't. That was their gimmick. Remember, they had the, they had the overalls. And, oh. Rich might have got some action, but he had his underwear on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find the hole. That was their gimmick. If you don't remember, Chris Cross wore their clothes backwards, no. but that was your first concert. So, old school and 50 hits. Tavino and Rich, your first concert Hold experience, on. your best old school throwback concert. Oh, I can't wait to hear everybody's impact. Yeah, I was gonna say, Spot. Unless yours is like Aqua Barbie Girl, then how do you beat Daddy Mac no. make it jump, jump? Oh, I know. Was it right, said Fred? Yeah, I'm too sexy. <laughs> no, I remember my family had season tickets or like sporadic season tickets to the Garden State Art Center, which is now PNC Bank Art Center in yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. And I remember the my first concert, at least my first concert memory, was there. And it was to see Harry Connick Jr. in 1990. So I was like 10 years old. A young, my handsome, mother, a young handsome My mother Harry brought Connick. me to go see Harry Connick Jr. I'm not sure that counts. When's the first you went on your own? The first I went on my own was, I remember, it was one of the Z100 Jingle Balls. Okay. It was... I feel like, like it was like 1996 a... Girls Rule the Yule. Girls Rule the Yule. <laughs> Who's that? Like Spice Girls or something? No, no it was like, like was, and... it was a little bit more alternative because oh, it was the it was like the mid 90s. Yeah, so it was like 96. no doubt was was the closer. Oh, that's oh, pretty that's cool, cool though. Uh, but no, it was, yeah, it was a really that's good not show. Not too bad. So, but your mom did drag you to see Harry Connick. Yeah, ten years um, old. <laughs> Danny G, I know you're a hip hop head, but you also like country. Yeah, you just love music, so I'm I'm really curious to see. I your love first. I love live music. I wasn't introduced to country music until I was in high school. Okay. I was born into a soul, R&B, hip-hop family. The first concert I went to was Summer Jam in the Bay Area, and guess who the headliner was? Ooh, Summer Jam. We're around the same age, so back then. Oh. Biggie Smalls. Oh, no yes. way. Wow. He was the illest. Yep. Styles played out. I mean, like Arnold didn't know what you talking about, Willis. He's no Harry Connick Jr. That's pretty impressive, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I feel like we know a lot of people in the music world. We came up in sports radio, but also music radio. That was our world as well. For as big as they are, there's two artists that I don't know many people that saw them because timing or just like they didn't do many shows or they we lost them early. I don't know many people that have seen Biggie. And I don't know a lot of people that could say they saw Nirvana live. Yeah. Because Nirvana was just getting into Like, Nirvana wasn't doing a ton of shows on the East Coast, Kavino. Did you ever see Nirvana? No. I was too young. And, you know, I was a huge fan, but... I don't think they ever played. They didn't do, yeah. At a time where I was even aware of them, put it that way. Um, so I, I missed my moment. So that's huge, Danny J. And you know what? Is, there was always the backstory, but I saw Barstool pushing it this week. KFC was talking about how there's some speculation that he stole his whole gimmick from a Mississippi rapper in 93 named Notorious B1, Big Daddy. And they play the side by side songs and gimmick, and it's really Ooh, similar. Wow. It's, it's crazy to think because. Biggie Smalls was such a legend, especially being an East Coast kid. Like, dude, I, I played that album a million times. To think that they stole or, or borrowed or or were inspired so closely by someone else that didn't get the credit is a pretty interesting story. But that's a pretty cool bragging right you got, Danny G, to say you saw Biggie Smalls and that's your first show? Yeah. No wonder you're such a hip-hop guy. I mean, the amount of amazing R&B and hip-hop artists that would go through the San Francisco Bay Area, because 106 KMEL at the time was the first hit hip-hop radio station in the country. Damn. So a lot of radio stations throughout the country followed their lead after they put on a format that was new to a lot of people. Yo, when Biggie's your first hip-hop concert, 
That like sets you up for disappointment. That's like you're, that's like you're the first girl you hook up as a supermodel. That's why Danny's like all those, all those uh, sweaters <laughs> and the goopaline. Like everything after that's a disappointment. Like what do you like? Who, who do you see after that? Danny, uh, do you remember the party and BS and party? Oh yeah. And B- you're like a little kid loving that. I love that. How about you, Ramos? You're such a music head. I'm so curious. Ah, uh, 1983. Uh-oh. Uh oh. At the Greek Theater in Los Angeles. Oh, uh, it was a Greek artist. It was. It, it was uh, Yanni Atikropoulos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yanni. Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn uh, Medeiros. When I was in eighth grade, we were a, I was a big fan of Men at Work, and so I went and saw Men oh, at Work. That's no cool. Way. That's at the one. Greek Theater. So it was yeah. you knocking at the door. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that going to be now? Who that's could right. it be? He knocking at it's my me, door. It's me, Ramos. Yeah. So it was Men at Work. That's awesome, man. How were they? Were they great? They were good, yeah. I mean, it was on their second uh, album, just came out, Cargo. So they had business as usual with uh, Down Under and Who Could It Be Now? And then the second album, Cargo, with the other big hits. And then they, they just kind of went away after that, right? Well, so, we're, yeah. we're on the concert tip. I, I got to throw one out there that I took my mom to a concert. You know, you ever, you ever go to a show for someone else, like, oh, I'll take my mom or my sibling, or you go with a girlfriend to a show that you don't think you're going to love, and you're like, oh my God, that was way better than I thought. I saw. I took my mom on her birthday one year to see Neil Diamond, maybe 20 years ago. Middle-aged women were like throwing their undies Didn't on stage. Didn't you throw your undies on stage? I, I mean, Neil Diamond... <laughs> I, I know his catalog. I like Neil Diamond, but a new appreci- appreciation. Like, that guy has a catalog and whim, older women. Everyone's mom listening right now, I could promise you she likes Neil Diamond. Oh, yeah. It that was, it was, it was like By Matt- the way, side note, we had him on the show, and it was awesome. Yeah, we interviewed Neil he Diamond. He cleared up one thing for us. He did. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. It's ba, ba, ba. Not oh oh not oh oh, oh, oh. anything else is pop pop pop. We ask the hard hitting questions. Yes. <laughs> so again, Fox Sports Radio Nation, we're throwing it back old school. When fifty hits, my all time favorite show I've ever seen. I've never seen more intensity, more fury, more passion in one show ever. And till this day, no one's ever beat them as Rage Against the Machine. So that's that's my favorite all time show. Jones Beach, uh-huh. New York. Many moons ago. I thought you were going to say Rick Astley. No, right. no. He's my second favorite. <laughs> okay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. DJ Ramos in the mix. We're raging. We're raging. We're all chalked up. It's CNR on a TBT. Throwback Thursday on FSR, 877-99 on Fox. Ramos was playing some Rage, the greatest live show these eyes have ever seen. Well, I, I'm sure you saw or heard Colin Cowherd talking about it. 23 points with the win in the debut. But Booker had 37 points. He's saying that's what it is about greats. He's Kevin Durant no matter what. And when you're of the greatness of Kevin Durant, you let other people shine. And do what they do. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know what? When LeBron does that, no one gives him credit. Mm, all right. Well, I'm just saying, Danny, Danny T will story. back me up. When LeBron puts up 18, but he's distributing the ball and they win, or, you know, it's it's never, look at LeBron being a team player. It's like, it's a, there's a criticism. Yeah, for sure. He's had that his entire career. There's people that debate if he's a great all-time scorer, meaning he's meanwhile he's the greatest scorer of all time. Oh, heavy is the head that wears the crown, bro. Yeah, that's with, uh, with great power comes great criticism. Remember when he was criticized for passing the ball off at the end of games? Yeah. When he was younger? Yeah. 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 And, then, and then if he would have kept it, he would have been a selfish player. It, you, you know, you can't win. You so can't we win. were so excited to see Kevin Durant you know, with the Suns. And then he got sort of, I don't want to say troll, but a lot of players in the NBA and, and social media Went to Twitter and even Trey Young was like, yo, KD really on the Suns with the laugh emoji because it just looks so weird to see him as a Phoenix Sun. Even Kevin Durant said, look, it's going to take a minute, but I'll eventually look normal in this uniform. No, you know what's wild? He's excited to be out there again winning. What's wild, Danny, is the Warriors uniform looked all right on him, but the Brooklyn Nets uniform, it seemed... I sort of almost got used to KD in the Brooklyn black and white uniforms. I'm like, oh, that looks good on KD. This looks funny looking. Yeah. The Nets uniform did look really good on him. And I'm not going to get used to him in this Phoenix Suns jersey. I think the only answer is the Suns make some new modern jerseys that look hotter than oh, these ones they maybe. have right now. That would be cool, right? The, the new look Suns. And they won over the Hornets, 105-91. He had a good game. And, again, aside from that, a lot of the talk was, I can't get past the uniform or seeing him as a Phoenix Sun. So that poses the question today on Cavino and Rich. Players, that just never looked right in another uniform. Now, there's some players that get the pass. Like, 
Rich and I were talking, Danny G and I were talking before the show. We actually prepare for this. I don't know if people realize that. <laughs> <laughs> but like Joe Montana, right? He's 49ers all the way. But when he went to the Chiefs, he still played well, but it really didn't bother me because it still had the red and the white, right? Like it wasn't that bad. But Marcus Allen, oh. that's a that, whole other that story. That didn't look right. Now, on that line of thinking of like, oh, if it's the same color scheme. Well, because sometimes it no, doesn't I, hit as hard, I right? I agree. And it sounds like a ridiculous thing, but when you say the same color scheme, Brett Favre went, when he went from... Oh, yeah, when he went purple, it was weird. Yeah, when he was the Jets, it was like, well, the Jets got green, the Green Bay Packers, fit close enough, it didn't look funny looking, but the Viking stage... Like Brett Favre wearing purple never looked right. It's just it, it, you know it's like it's like Emmett Smith wearing red for the Cardinals. We can't pre- I know it's corny, right? It, it's a, a weird observation, but we can't pretend like optics and aesthetics don't matter. One of the biggest ones, literally, was when Shaq was wearing the green Celtics jersey. Looked so weird. I couldn't get over that either. I'm wrong. I agree a hundred percent. Every color of the rainbow, as the meme goes, he's worn every color of the rainbow. Shaquille O'Neal. Michael Jordan as a wizard. Did you ever get used to it, Danny G? No. That's that's one that comes to mind, I think, for I, I a lot got, of people. I got an NBA one that always felt weird to me. I know it was short-lived and there's very, you know, very little time, but at the very end, a hobbling old Patrick Ewing in a supersonic uniform. And, or weak even worse, sauce. the Orlando Magic Man, uniform. That was, that, like, that was yeah. even more weak. Like, then it was like the, that was like the oldest version of yeah. Ewing. Ewing was almost it, 40. His knees were ready to snap. That was terrible. Um, so, again, we turn it over to you, Fox Sports Radio Nation. At Covino and Rich on social media. At Steve Covino. At Rich Davis. At Spot Center. Danny Gradio. Ramos. But all of us at Covino and Rich or 877-99 on Fox. I think winning... Sort of winning, winning. <laughs> you, can say, you, can, you can say it again. So it's retro now. Winning sort of eliminates this this weird sort of visual, the stigma. But some players, you just never looked right in it. Joe Namath as a Ram. Like you think Joe Namath? You think the Jets? Broadway Joe? I saw a meme recently that said name. It was it was like it was a Jets logo, and it's like the first player that you think of when you see this logo. For most people, it's Joe Namath. And when you think of him as a Ram. In the late 70s, you're like, get out of here. That don't look right. Nah. Joe the, Namath the, as a Ram. You know, it's interesting. You could say it's, well, we got used to it. Tom Brady looked pretty good in a Bucks uniform. Well, like I, I said, I that like, goes I back to like, winning, too. No, though. but I'm saying, I don't think, I don't look at, well, even when he first got there, I wasn't like, well, that's weird and strange. I'll give you one that never looked right to me. I as, got, as I we got go, a good one. As we go to Dan Beyer yeah. for the update, yeah. Dan's a Seahawks guy. My dude, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, Niner. But even when he was with the Raiders, I was like, yo, he looks good in the silver and black. I agree. When he had that one little last attempt with the Seattle Seahawks, I'm like. Yeah, those, that, and those uniforms, what? you're right, were the worst. Yeah, that was the Seahawks, like Matt Hasselback years. Like that, that was a weak-ass uniform. Super weak. Texans, Colts, Falcons, and Panthers were the teams named in that report that have an interest in moving up to number one overall. Back to you guys. Hey, Thank Dan, you. speaking of spring training and the, and the quick games, I know we said Jeff Passan was throwing out some stats. I oh, Rich, uh, Wandy Peralta, like that guy works quick already. So now you got these guys who do work quick on a pitch clock. You're going to get 20 second strikeouts. <laughs> any, any, any old school guy that's like, ah, I don't, I don't like the sped up game. Let's go back to the old days when this, I saw like one of those cool charts where like a, like one of those moving charts of how long a game lasted. 
it's been the last 20 years that threw things for a loop. Because back when we were kids and when our parents were younger, games were like two hours or so. Sure. Yeah, no, they moved along. I saw today, you know, for all as bad as it got, and I'm sure John and Danny could weigh in on this, but that whole sequence uh, took less time than a Pedro Baez pitch. In the NLCS. Like they did a side by side of the whole three pitch strikeout to Baez just throwing a pitch in the National League Championship Series. Yo, uh, just because I scroll through social media all day, like a, all day like a child, I saw a cool video where it was how many inside the park home runs by Jose Altuve equaled one David Ross at bat in like, it was like the National League Championship Series where it was one of those at bats where the pitcher stepped off or the batter stepped out of the box. Like, for minutes in a row, and it was, I think it was 10 Altuve inside the park home runs <laughs> equaled one pitch in this at That's bat. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, it wow. just shows you that we got to speed it up. And Nielsen ratings, so far, so good. I saw that the Mets Cardinals, which was a nationally televised spring training game, had the best ratings in close to 10 years for spring training. So I know Cavino's got the, the better end of it, but. I can't. I, I can't. Say. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine what Red Sox fans felt like when Wade Boggs was wearing a Yankees uniform. I know. What it was like when Clemens how about, was how, wearing. How bad know? did Red Sox fans want to vomit when he saw him crying riding around the horse in '96? Seriously, <laughs> right? Seriously, riding around you're, on no, a horse, right. holding up the number one. You know, crying in tears. Red Sox fans must have hated that. Um, and the reason we bring that up is because Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. And he had 23 even, points in the win yesterday. Even but, players around the NBA say it looks weird. Yep. So yep. who else did you never really vibe with in that other uniform? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. 
and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Blocked that time by Troy Brown. Game over. So this season series is tied at one apiece. We'll see the Thunder again March 24th in Los Angeles. Damn, no LeBron, AD, D'Lo, no rerun, no rent. They got nothing, yet they still come out on top. Lakers beat OKC 123-117. That's Spectrum Sports Network. Progressive play of the day. Covino and Rich, and of course, DJ Ramos and Danny G and Dan Byer and Spot. Spot on the videos. Videos every day at Covino and Rich. So please check those out. Hit us up there on social media. We're going to get to your phone calls now. 877-99 on Fox. And by the way, happy anniversary. It's the 61st anniversary of Will Chamberlain's 100-point game. No, I was wondering, like, what is today? Did I forget something? I'm like, do I need to buy flowers on my way home? What's going on? All right, so no, it's just Will Chamberlain's 100th. 100-point game anniversary? Yeah. Anyone will ever do yeah. that again, do you think? I mean, we see, like, Dame got close the other day. Yeah. Kobe, Dame, Kobe Curry, did. Mm-hmm. People say Anthony Edwards. He's only 21 years old. He scored 50 points a bunch of times. You know what's awesome? How Dame held up the 71 with black ink. That yeah, was that is cool. Like, and, that was cool. And players, Donovan Mitchell did it earlier in the season. I like how they're carrying that tradition Donovan on. Mitchell scores 71. Uh, Luca scores 50 points every once in a while. They're uh, saying, hey, you know what he is could be called? a guy that you know, does that. No, nah, it's not going to happen. I'll tell you why. I mean, it's not unbeatable like a Nolan Ryan strikeout record or Ricky Henderson stealing bases or Tom Brady passing or Jerry Rice receiving records. It's not that level of unbeatable. It's not like Cal Ripken's Iron Man, but you see guys go off and it's like 70 to 80 points. That seems like where it peaks, right? Like Kobe or Dame. Like Dame had 41 in the first half and looked But think about it. Unstoppable. Luca, Luca's 24. Yeah, but that uh, means... Anthony Edwards only 21. So some of these young cats putting up big numbers still got time to to grow and to get there. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, would it count if it was an overtime game? Because I think that might be the best shot if it's one of those games where it's like 140-something, 130-something. I don't, I don't know, man. But it happened again on March 2nd, 1962, Will Chamberlain's 100-point game. Happy anniversary there. And now we go to your calls. Remember, speaking of basketball, Kevin Durant, speaking oh, wait, wait, of scoring. That happened 61 years ago? Yeah. Which means John Bon Jovi was born the day Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points, if <laughs> you, you want to connect wow. the dots. Look, look at that. that. All right, C-section Jim, we'll start with him. Uh, we are talking about players that look funny in a random uniform. Like, everyone's talking about Kevin Durant looking weird as a son. What's up? All right, I'm going to make this quick because Dan said I could throw something in at the end. Go. I'm going to say Herschel Walker and the dirty damn green birds and yep. the Giants uniform. And then I'm going to throw in my first concert, Donna Marie Osmond. She kissed me on the cheek. I was 11 years old. Oh, that's cool, and man. My first, uh, my first pro football game, <laughs> Walter Payton versus Eric Dickerson, 1983 in Anaheim. Hey, thanks for chiming Those in, man. That's ones, awesome. Man. Uh, Andy in Seattle. What's up, man? Come on, Rich. Yeah, hey, so you talk about Brett Favre look funny in a Vikings uniform. If you ever want to know what a giant knob he is as a human being, in, in Brett Favre's steakhouse in the lobby, an eight-foot-tall mural of Brett Favre in a Vikings uniform three blocks from Lambeau Field. I could tell. I could tell you what a knob he was when he was sending junk pics to women. Yeah. I could, that, that, that was like, or like you know, allegedly like schemed people. Not only did he send junk pics, he was wearing Crocs when he sent the junk yeah. pics. Uh, Washington <laughs> State and Charlie, you're on. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, 
first time, long time, or long time, first time, whatever. Um, yeah, as a diehard Mariner fan, seeing uh, Ken Griffey Jr. get a cup of coffee as a Chicago White Sox. Yo, that's that, a, that that's blew a, my that was mind. in 2008. Yeah, that's so a weird, weird one. Kavino just pulled up a picture of that, yeah. and I, I was like, yo, it looks like a Photoshop. It looks so weird. <laughs> That was a good one. Wait, hold on. That's Manny as well. What was Manny it? Ramirez was a Tampa Bay Ray in what? 2011. Yeah. Wow, I would have forgot that. Yep. Uh, Paul in Missouri. What's up, man? Hey, man. I got three for you, bud. I got Kurt Warner, which is my favorite quarterback of all time. I got uh, Steve Young. You remember the old Tampa Bay colors before he went to the uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And then I got Mr. Watts that left Texas to go to Arizona. It just didn't look right. Yeah, you know what? It just doesn't look right. Yeah, Allen he, Iverson as a Nugget, Carl Malone as a Laker, Dwayne Wade as a Cavalier, Tony Parker as a Hornet. Tony I mean, Parker as a Hornet. Yeah, took a second. That's, that's my, a good one. My wife's from the San Antonio area, and everyone. I even when I started dating her, everyone. Tony Parker, you know, billboards here and there, and you know they're living that lifestyle. The Spurs are huge in San Antonio. They don't have other other sports organizations. How about? See, you're a Mets fan, Rich. Do you ever associate Willie Mays as a Met or no? No, but, you know, legend. All right, uh, we'll Nate. wrap it up with Nate in Boise. What's up, Boise? Not much. How are you guys doing? We're good. People in Boise are confused when it's yeah. not a blue football field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, big Steelers fan here, so thanks to Mom for that. Uh, our favorite player, the late, great Frank Harris in the Seattle Seahawks jersey. Yeah, that's that's a weird look for sure. Hey, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Again, we're Cavino and Rich on social media. Cavino and Rich in real life. And tomorrow we wrap it up. We go over some weekend hobnobbing, everything you need to watch this weekend. I have to go to the dentist right now. You know that feeling where you're like, you don't want to go? Okay, I did not want to go. That sucks for you, bro. Uh, I'll go to a dental cleaning. Have a good one, guys. Uh, arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.